and welcome back to Our Journey Sisters Speak. I am Diane. And I am Michelle. And today we're going to talk about the holidays and what does the holidays mean to you. So we are talking about Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. What does it mean to you? So for me, I love this time of the year. I really, really do. I love seeing the decorations. I love, um, even though I don't like being in the crowd, I do love seeing the hustle and bustle of people buying gifts and, you know, um, decorations and being with families and being with your friends and the Christmas music. Like I've been watching the Hallmark Channel since <laughs> the beginning of November. <laughs> and all I do is I just look and you would swear I've seen these um, Christmas movies. It was my first time the way I react, but I just enjoy it. Yeah. And yes, it's fairy tale and we all know how it's going to end. But I just but absolutely, <laughs> right, right. It, it's almost for me like an escape from real life. Yeah. And I just enjoy it, you know. But then there's that other side that, um, you know, I do love seeing the snow. I don't like being in the snow. I love having the weather change. And and I love being in the snow. I don't. <laughs> I love to look at it. Don't get me wrong. Like it's beautiful. It, but and like that's my point. <laughs> I don't like driving in it or anything. If I'm home and just sipping on some hot chocolate, I mean, Ooh. you know, I or some eggnog and have my tree lit. Like, I just love the whole ambiance of yeah. it. But then, I think people are in a much better mood. Right. Like, they want to give to everybody. They want to spread love. Of course, once New Year's hit, everybody seemed to go back to their old ways. Well, that's the only thing for me. After Christmas, it's the buildup and it's the excitement. And then once you're done opening the gifts and having yeah. your big feast and however you celebrate or whatever, if it's, you know, Hanukkah or if it's um, Kwanzaa, whatever it is, then it's like, okay, now what? Yeah. And that's why this time of the year can be so difficult for some people because there is that other side, like, okay, the build up, the build up, and now it's over. But I think the build up is because we basically said this is a holiday. Everybody is geared towards now I'm going to be with my family. Now I'm going to be together. But you can be with your family all throughout the year, and I think we lose sight of that. Right. Okay, we do a Thanksgiving, Christmas, but what about just a random Saturday? Right. Me, my sisters, my cousins, whoever, we're going to make dinner and go over so-and-so's house. Why don't we do that as Americans? <laughs> right. I think, honestly, I mean, I know, like, in the case of my daughter, she's out of state, so it's a rarity for her to be able to come up. So I think that's the case in a lot of um, situations that families are spread throughout yeah. but I do wish and my family is not one but I do look at families where they all gathered at you know their mother's house like that movie, for Sunday Soul Food. exactly I, I, Soul Food I do too <laughs> you know you knew on Sundays you would be yeah. going over there and cooking together and all of that and you know so I think People use the holidays to substitute or be a makeup for that them not having that, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
And I can vaguely remember when I was a kid that we actually did sit at the table on Sunday and have dinner. But I think as we grew, as people's lives went in different direction, we just kind of stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. And now we eat in front of the television mm-hmm. or, you know, and I just feel like it takes effort mm-hmm. to say we are going to slow down and just enjoy each other, enjoy each other's See what's going on in your life. And life happens to get in the way. And I know when my kids were younger, like you said, every night we would sit at the table, eat dinner, have a conversation. How was your day? What happened at school? Whatever. But as they have gotten older and they have gotten lives, you know, they're working, I'm working, we're eating on the fly, mm-hmm. you know, and and it does. It's a shame. And do you do you think, like you say, you feel the build up, you're happy but then you kind of start getting depressed as it starts going away. Mm-hmm. Do you think if we kept it up all throughout the year, that depression wouldn't be as prevalent? Yeah. I think so. I mean, I don't know. That That's a good question. I really don't like, know. Does, does family... Being around family bring you joy. It does. It definitely helps. And what about that brings you joy? I just think like this year we didn't go to my cousin's house and, you know, we had made it um, a tradition, I guess, so to say, to go down there for Thanksgiving. And because there was so many of us, we would play games, you know, and it was just a lot of fun. versus just preparing the dinner. By the time dinner is done, I'm exhausted. We're sitting around eating. Four compared to, let's say, ten of us, there's a difference. Yeah. You know? So I do feel if my family was around and we did do the soul food every Sunday get-together, maybe it would definitely minimize the depression. Yeah. Because you had something to look forward to every week. And that's that's um, one thing I feel like when I have something to look forward to, whatever it is, mm-hmm. maybe I'm going to a concert. It's like it it makes the days go by faster. It's the enthusiasm yes. and the yeah, it's the excitement. Like it's a you break said. from the norm, right? Because it seems like we do the same thing every. And it becomes day. a routine. You get up in the morning, you go to work. You're at work more time than you spend at home, and then when you get home, you have chores that you have to do at home. And then by the time you're done doing all of that, you're exhausted, yeah. then you're in bed, and then the cycle repeats itself. <laughs> and can and it's Monday through Friday. Yeah. And then on Saturdays, you're up early running the errands that you don't get a chance to do during the week. And then Sunday is the day to rest. However, for me, the anxiety is building up because it all it starts all yeah. over again on Monday. That's what uh, Christina said. She's like, I'm. I start feeling anxiety before Monday even gets here I do. because I know what's going to happen on Monday. Correct. <laughs> I will say in this uh, kind of off topic with me switching schools, I don't have the same anxiety because like how I explained to you at my old school with subs and all of that. You know, so it's not the same, but it's still, okay, so Monday I got to do do, do this, yeah. this, this. My brain doesn't shut it down. But I feel like with the holidays, it almost forces you 
to to stop thinking about all the other stuff yeah. because you have so much to plan for f- to prepare for the holidays. But the other side of that, not to be a Debbie Downer, for me, it becomes a financial thing. Okay. And that's another thing that I'm learning and I am a I'm a work in progress, not to put so much um pressure on myself to make sure I get the right gift for the right person yeah. because I can't economically it's a struggle. Yeah. So then that's an additional stress to the holidays. As much as I love the holidays, that stresses me as well. What am I going to get the kids? How, do I have enough money to get the kids? Yeah. Will it get here in time? You know, so this year I did something different. I started or I asked my kids what they wanted about back in October. Okay. And every week I was ordering stuff online. So like my gifts okay. are wrapped. Okay. I'm still waiting for like two <laughs> items, but for the most part they're wrapped. I'm still in financial debt, but it wasn't, okay, Thanksgiving is here. That Let is me look stressful. online. Let me do, do this. Oh my gosh, they're out of that. Let me order that. So what I'm hearing is <laughs> planning in advance yes. help keep your stress level down. It did. It did. But I still, and this is me jumping way ahead of the game because Christmas hasn't even arrived yet, but I'm thinking about the downward spiral after it comes. But... Now let's counteract that. So now that you know, okay, thinking about the downward spiral is going to send me into this depression. Now you have to retrain your brain Mm -hmm. and say, okay, what can I do after Christmas that's going to lift my spirit? Right. Maybe go to a Broadway show. Right. Maybe, I don't know. I was thinking I want to take a tap dancing class, you know, so do something right. that is going that you're going to be able to look forward to. Right. So I think that's important. We have to and it doesn't come easy to say No, not by I'm going to right. get out of my comfort zone, out of your fuzzy little slippers and in front of your television. Watching Walmart <laughs> in your warm bed <laughs> and say I'm going to do this. Um, And like I was talking about being around family. So when I went to North Carolina um, for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was good. Mm -hmm. But then I stayed another week with my sister. And I have not had that sisterly bond or conversation in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I have felt the loneliness and the void, even though I, you know, I can find things to do, find things to keep active. I can call them on the telephone, mm-hmm. but just being in the presence of my sisters and being able to hug and mm-hmm. love. And, you know, if we want to lay in the bed together, lay in the bed together, even though they're so much older than me, mm-hmm. it's kind of <coughs> like. I'm, I miss that that motherly figure, that mm-hmm. confidant. And so, like, when I'm here, I'm always like, if I had that second person to kind of bounce ideas off right. of, to help me with these decisions. Right. And so, shout out to Darlene. <laughs> <laughs> My sister Darlene has become that confidant mm-hmm. and that, voice of wisdom you know because sometimes when you're having these thoughts or dreams plans 
it's hard to voice them to people because they criticize or say, you sure? Like, you know, but she encourages me. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if I could see myself like she sees me, (laughs) like she's always saying, oh, I'm so proud of you and you've overcome so much. And I really don't on a daily basis think of how I've actually accomplished things mm-hmm. and grown. It's just like I did what I had to do. Right. The it's, mind is so powerful. Yeah. It's a powerful, powerful thing. And, you know, it, it, it just, it can make you or it can break you. Yeah. You know? But in regards to your sisters and stuff and Thanksgiving, what are you going to do for the upcoming holiday so that you don't feel lonely and stuff. Well, that's why <laughs> I, I love to entertain. <laughs> and so we are having our Christmas brunch at my house. <laughs> Who knew I'd love to entertain? Like, I love when people come over. Although I'd be like, okay, it's time for y'all to leave now. <laughs> but I love, like, cooking and it's kind of like we have that soul food Sunday. Right. Because we're all in the kitchen cooking right. and sitting around the table talking. talking. And I feel like nobody's judging anybody. Mm-hmm. We're like, girl, I understand. Right. You know, I feel this way too. We're just a big old happy family. Although none of us are related by blood. <laughs> We're just, we're sisters. We have found our village or our tribe, so to speak. You know? Right. And I think when people don't have family, and some of us have family, but we might as well not have family mm-hmm. because, I don't know, maybe we've had bad experiences with them. Maybe they don't give us the positive energy. You have to find your tribe somewhere. Right. You know, it's, so what about those people who this is a difficult time of the year for them because they may have lost someone close to them? You know, how do they get through this time? You yeah. know, and I oftentimes think about them because this can be such a lonely time. We're fortunate enough where we do have our kids. Yeah. You know, but there's going to be a time. And I've thought about this recently, and I think maybe that's why my struggle is becoming more and more evident during this time of the year as I age. My kids will not always be with me. My daughter is already out of the house. I mean, she's coming home, thankfully. She worked it out with her job where she can work from home for those couple of weeks. But that's not, what does next year hold? Yeah. And then at one at like within the next couple of years, my sons are going to be out of the house. Where does that leave me? Yeah. But see, this is where I get on myself because I'm not enjoying the moment because I'm too busy focusing on the future. There you go. That it takes the joy. Which causes anxiety that you exactly. don't even need to have. But I do wonder, like, what about those people that don't have anybody? I can't say I'm the, the answer, but I can say what has helped me. So when Christina, you know, she's out the house and a lot of times she thinks, oh, mom, you're going to be lonely, whatever. But she wants to go to Josh's family house. That's fine. I'm good. When I start feeling lonely, Mm -hmm. I say, okay, who can I help? 
So like around before Thanksgiving, food pantry is my thing. And I just happened to go to this church and they were like, we're packing bags for food. I knew I would have been lonely that week. So Mm -hmm. what did I do? I signed up and I went and I felt like, oh, wow. You know, I I didn't worry about my issue, Mm -hmm. but I helped somebody else. And that helped me to get over that period. So sometimes it helps to, I mean, you can't forget about death or you can't forget about the grieving process. But when you help somebody else, Mm -hmm. it helps energize you or get you over that hump. That's what I've learned. Yeah. Because honestly, Christmas, I don't have nowhere to go, girl, but I'm coming to your house. (laughs) (laughs) We are cooking you a mortal welcome. Knock, knock, knock. I know I did so much cooking for Thanksgiving because my mother is older. And that's one reason why we did stay behind because um, my mother can't travel. So it had been a couple of years because she used to go with us down to uh, my cousin's house. And it's been a couple of years since she's been able to do that. So we decided to stay home. And, you know, I did so much cooking. When I tell you, she called herself trying to help and she tried. But I tell you, still she couldn't do it. Time for you to teach them boys to cook. I know. I was like, I was so tired. And help. It was so but I felt such it was it felt good because like I said, it had been a couple of years since we had spent that time with my mother. Good. And with them getting she and my dad getting up in age, it's like I want to treasure every moment I can because in my age group there are very few of us left that has have both parents. Yes. And I'm fortunate enough to still have both of my and parents. And how old are your parents? They are, ooh, that's a good question, 75. They'll oh, be 76 okay. next year. Yeah, and I don't have my parents. So yeah. They, I mean, yeah, you're right. A lot of people don't have their parents. Yeah. So, so. it's a, we need to cherish those moments while we can. Cherish and let's stop being so busy that we can't reach out to other people. So let me ask you, do you feel that people have lost what the true meaning of Christmas is? Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Because like when you were talking about um, buying gifts, I think the point why we buy gifts is to give to others. That's great. But sometimes... Like, people, if they don't get the gift they want mm-hmm. or if it didn't cost what they think it should, you know, they disappointed or whatever. When I was little, we didn't have a whole lot of money. We got one toy. Yeah. <laughs> and that one toy may have come from the little Chinese shop. So mm-hmm. it might have cost 5 $10, but it meant the world to us. And then when I got married... My kid's father, he was he was used to a different type Christmas. Right. So, you know, his family was, we gonna buy 10, 20 gifts. And I want my gift to be this amount of money. And they would go into debt. And I'm just like, you know, that's all well and good. <laughs> but, you know, and he used to get mad at me because... I didn't tell the kids 
this came from Santa. Right. I'm like, I didn't struggle for this. <laughs> and if I can't afford it, I'm going to tell my kids, oh, sorry, Santa didn't come. Like, what damage does that do to them? Right. <laughs> right. But so now as they are older, I'm like, I'm not buying anybody anything. You know, in the past, I give them some money. But I'm like, look. My son still live with me. You have a roof over your head, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, we mm-hmm. should be grateful for those right. things. <laughs> I think Christmas has become so commercialized, and I'm guilty of it. I'm very guilty of it. You know, my my um childhood was a little different. Remember, I'm an only child. Yeah. I had both of my parents that were working, so they made it a point to, you know, make it where I, I received quite a bit for Christmas from Santa and the whole nine. And then my kid's father and I, we tried to do the same for my kids. Mm-hmm. Santa came, there was toys underneath and the Half whole nine. Half of them they didn't even play with. No! <laughs> like, really? <laughs> or we're sitting up all night trying to put Bobby, Barbie's dream house together and all this other stuff. Like, oh, no, no, no. So and- now how did that change when you got divorced? Did the amount of toys, were they decreased? I don't think they did because as the kids became older, I was able to get them like, let's say four or five gifts to their dad. As they've gotten older, now it has decreased because they're grown now. But he and I, um, one year, like, no, a few years, I did it all on my own and he would give whatever. Now, thankfully, we've come together where we share, Mm -hmm. you know, um, getting them gifts. But um, do they still expect? I think they do. And I'm guilty of that (laughs) because of how we brought them up. Yeah. You know, so what would happen if, if they didn't get a gift? I really don't know. I think they would give me the side eye. Really? I think they would. I mean, at least one gift, like <laughs> something to wrap from, <laughs> to be able to unwrap a gift on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. I think they would give me the side eye. Well, Christina is more like, Mom, you know, I know in the past, you you know, you've struggled, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So she's good. She's like... I can take care of myself. I can buy myself what I want. I really don't know how Carlos feels because he's so quiet. It's like, I don't know. I'm sure he would love to get some money. (laughs) I mean, but, you know, their father always asks them what they want and he give them some money or whatever. But me, it's it's not that I don't want to give. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm, I'm more like, let's help somebody else. Right. Because, like, when we have our brunch, I bought gifts for everybody, you know? Right. <laughs> so it's like, I like giving to other people. And I just feel like, my kids, you all are good. You don't need anything else. <laughs> See, and I, I don't, and I oftentimes wonder, would they have that reaction? Mm-hmm. Or if it's more so me. Okay. Because I know that I'm pretty hard on myself. And oftentimes, I, I don't want to disappoint my kids. But I think I put that pressure on me. So would they? I think they would if I don't have at least one gift. Mm-hmm. But would they react so terrible? I really don't know. I think it's me more so not seeing gifts under the tree. Okay. And I, I don't know why. Now, do they buy just as many gifts for you that you buy for them? No. 
Please, they trip in for one, maybe two gifts. No, absolutely not. You know, I'm like looking at them side eye like, really? But no, 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 no. But it's like, I don't know. You know, like I said, I was fortunate growing up that my parents, and I know as I've gotten older, when I became an adult, I didn't understand the struggle they had then. Mm. But that's what made it so great because they did they did what they did and I wasn't privy to see yeah. the struggle. Yeah. And I feel that's what their dad, my kid's dad and I did. Okay. We struggled to get them their gifts. <laughs> but they would have never known. Yeah. You know? And even now, like I said, you know, I'm looking at my credit card like Yeah. But then at what point is enough enough? You know, like I said, my kids are grown. What is too few gifts? What are too many gifts? Well, only you can answer that. And that's it, you know? (laughs) But then that goes back to the original question. Have we lost what Christmas is really all about? I feel I have. Okay. Like, to some degree, because it should be all about family and remembering the religious meaning behind it. Yeah. You know? And oftentimes, we don't. Yeah. It's all about, well, what did I get? What did you get? Oh, what what are you fixing for dinner? Da, da, da. Yeah. So, yes, that family piece, I'm very um, a part of. But I admit that I forget the religious I, piece I behind it. I dare to say that probably 75% of us that celebrate Christmas even think of, oh, it's Christ's birth. Right. I don't. I mean, I'm guilty of that. I don't. Yeah. But I feel like I keep the spirit of Christmas alive. Like, Mm -hmm. because it's all about giving and it's all about loving. So I feel I do do that. Mm -hmm. And even though I put my tree up, I'm not worshiping it. I just like the way the lights look and how it makes you feel all warm and cozy. I told you, I have the lights (laughs) of the tree on. It's dark. I'm playing the Hallmark Channel and sipping on my eggnog. And I absolutely love it. And why is that? Because it's taking us to another world. Correct. It helps me forget about my daily issues it does and it's like even with you know let's take Christmas out of it I've gotten to a point where because I am a TV holic as I say Mm -hmm. I do I watch TV all the time love it whatever um that I don't watch the news. I mean, I may look at world news tonight just to keep me abreast as to what's happening. Who got shot? Right. Who got killed? So I don't even do that. Even with my guilty pleasure TV shows that I will not name, but (laughs) my reality shows, (laughs) because it's entertainment. Yeah. All this other serious stuff. It's like, I've been at work all day. I'm tired. I don't want to be emotional. I don't want to have to think. I don't want to, because then that contributes to the depression piece. And for people who suffer from depression and anxiety, it's a daily struggle. Yeah. It's a daily, daily struggle. And a lot of us don't realize what anxiety do to people. Right. Exactly. Because, you know, like, I have family members who suffer from depression or anxiety, but I never... Mm -hmm 
really knew what they went through until I actually had that period where I was suffering from depression and anxiety. Right. Now I can be more empathetic right. and say, okay, it's not all in their head. Right. It is a chemical imbalance. It's, you know, the mind, <laughs> it, 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 it reminds me of that, uh, commercial they used to have where they fried the, the egg. The egg, the mind is a terrible thing yes, to waste. Yes, <laughs> It's like our mind, there is so intricate, so many different uh, sensory things in there that it's like once you have one thought, it just keeps going down the spiral hole. Yep, it <laughs> so is. it's like start with a positive thought because otherwise if you start with a negative thought, then it's another negative thought then another before you know you're depressed and you're like why am i depressed like what am i even stressing about right now right so we do we have to make a conscience conscious effort Mm -hmm. a conscious effort to have positive thoughts we do and especially during this time of the year like i've said before and i haven't been shy to admit it that i suffer from depression And it's a daily struggle for me to get up in the morning. Once I'm up and out and about, I'm good. But then, you know, it's a daily struggle. And I feel like during this time of the year, if people who are listening really um, take from this that recognize that if you are struggling, don't try to minimize it, but try to take, take the steps so that it doesn't cripple you. Yes. Especially during this time of the yes. year because this is such a a tough time of the year for so many people. Yes. And you know, and if you know someone who struggles from it, just check in on them. Yeah. Because they could put up that facade like me that everything's okay and in all actuality it's not. Because they've lived with it for so for so long. And they know how to put up that front for so long. So what can what can we do? Because you and I talk, we go out, mm-hmm. but there's times we don't talk for weeks at a time or whatever. Right. And then you'll tell me, oh, you were having a, a moment. A moment. <laughs> but I didn't know that and I don't know what to do. And that's a good question mm-hmm. because um, for me, like... I'll get to the point, like, people will call, and I just won't pick up the phone. So I don't know what you can do mm-hmm. for, for for people, I guess, if you know someone, ask them, and they will guide you. For me, it's like, if you don't hear from me in a couple of weeks, just leave me a message. At some point, I'll call mm-hmm. call back, you know? So but now, I've gotten better with it. I've gotten a lot better with it. When you don't call back, like... Does keeping to yourself help or does it make it worse? It depends on, it depends. Okay. I I can't even answer that. It depends. Sometimes keeping to myself helps because I have to work through it. Okay. Other times, I would say for the most part, keeping to myself, it helps. Okay. Because I know what I'm going through and I'll work my way out of it. Okay. You know, and I would just say, just leave a message. Yeah. You know, but we can't wait too long <laughs> because you don't know right. to what extent that person is at. Okay, right. 
are they so depressed that they're ready to check out? Right. We don't know. So right. it's always good, especially if people live by themselves. Now you live with your kids, so they go. So they gonna. So they know. Yeah. I know. Some one time I was really really going through it a couple of years back. It was really really bad, and my friend actually had one of my kids' numbers, and they reached out to them. And, you know, and my son was able to talk to that person. Okay. So, you know, but like you said, I don't, I, I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. I don't know how to be a help for someone, to someone who suffers. Or I would just say try to check in. Yeah, you check know, in. Especially if they live by themselves. Especially, and especially this time of the year because yeah. it, it may be heightened for them because they may be alone. Yeah. And they do see everyone gathering and half the family and the friends and all of that, and they don't have that. Yeah. Or they, unfortunately, may have lost the loved one, and this is their first because, you know. And people actually are not, go like, if I was alone, I'm not going to ask you, can I come to your house? You have to invite people because right. they feel like they're being a burden. Right. Like me, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, um, hello, you got some food for me. <laughs> but a lot of times, you know, I may not say, oh, let's go to the Christmas, whatever, because you feel like, well, people don't have time or people, you know, yeah. you're infringing on their time. Right. So you have to ask people. Agree. Be open to let others in is how I feel. Don't just say this is for me and my folks and no more. Mm -hmm. Us for no more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So family, we are going to say that please remember that the holidays are not just for getting, but for giving, giving love, giving your time, your friendship. And if you have nowhere to go, help someone else, find a, uh, a soup kitchen or something, a shelter that you can help out because there is always someone, I guarantee, worse off than you. Mm -hmm. So stop thinking about your issues. Focus on helping others. God's got you. That is true. <laughs> All right, we are going to close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you, God, for this season, this time, Lord. Lord, those who have no place to go for the holidays, Lord, those who experience loneliness and depression, we ask, God, that you show them that you are there for them. Show them how to reach out to others, Lord Jesus. Show them, Lord, how to find things that will occupy their time and their mind, Lord, so they are not focused on their loneliness. And Lord, we ask you, Jesus, to keep your angels around us, Lord. These times, Lord, people are stealing and killing and shooting, Lord, and all the hustle and bustle, and they trying to get what they can get for themselves, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to help them, Jesus, to, to think about those lives that they're taking, Jesus, and help them, Lord, to change their ways and to turn to you. God, we thank you and we praise you for this. We know that you are above all 
through all and in all. And we worship you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, until next time, this is Our Journey Sister Speak. Goodbye.